You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into dreamland. I, I hope maybe that's where you are because I am about ready to head there myself. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, concluding vacation week here on Lockdown Blue Jays. This is the final episode. We will have regularly scheduled live episodes where I sound much better. They won't be live. They'll be recorded, but they'll be recorded like the day of. So <laughs> we, we will cease the retrospectives. But yeah, I'm still here at St. John's International Airport and the World Cup final just started between France and Croatia. So a lot of things going on, but there are more important things for me right now. And that is to complete my report cards for all the Blue Jays so far this season. We did the batters yesterday. It's time to do the pitchers today. And we'll start with the bullpen arms first. We have eight players who have made starts for the Blue Jays this season. We'll go for them in the second half. We will start with the bullpen arms. And actually, let's let's get one out of the way right quick. Roberto Osuna gets an F. I, I don't care. I don't care about his on-the-field stuff. You end up in court for domestic violence. You get an F. I, I don't care. F for Roberto Osuna. Now that that's out of the way, let's let's go to actual people. Chris Rowley. Chris Rowley came on for his first appearance of the season on Saturday against Boston and left with a loss and an 81 ERA. Gave up that grand slam to Xander Bogarts after recording only one out. Was not helped by the defense. Lourdes Gurriel let the ball go right through the wickets. But... The numbers are what they are, and Chris Rowley gets an F for his Blue Jay appearance. He might make another one today. Who knows? Didn't throw many pitches yesterday. At least not for him. He had been a starter at AAA, so they might use Rowley again today. I'm not holding my breath. I'm assuming Rowley goes back down after the All-Star break, likely to bring up Barucky. So, Rowley gets an F. On the other side, though, we have Kendris Morales making his second appearance. He he is a pitcher this year. He pitched that one inning against Oakland on May 20th and did well. He, He walked Matt Chapman, but he got three fly balls. It was very effective. He's got a perfect ERA. He's tied Ryan Goins for best ERA in Toronto Blue Jays history. And for that, Kendris Morales gets an A. Because he wasn't expecting the pitch. He goes out there completely cold and throws a shutout knife. Something that Tyler Clippard could not do on Saturday. But I'm, I'm getting bitter about Saturday's game. This is supposed to be about the season as a whole. And Kendris Morales did well. So let's turn our attention to a couple of players who are no longer with the organization. Let's start with Carlos Ramirez, last year's feel-good story, the former outfielder who had a zero ERA and completely up to the major league level. Gotten two games for the Blue Jays, pitched two in the third, 
who gave up one hit, but he allowed the one run, struck out three. It was very good for the Blue Jays, was DFA'd for some reason, still not sure why, but he was snapped up by Oakland. And he's not had the same kind of success there, but luckily for Carlos, we are not grading him on what he's doing in Oakland. We are grading him on what he is doing for Toronto. And overall, Ramirez is showing he can be a major league reliever. Teams aren't really giving him the opportunity, but he's showing he could do that. I give Carlos Ramirez a C-plus for what he did with Toronto. The other departed member of the Blue Jays pitching staff is Deca McGuire, who got into four games with the Blue Jays. We wanted to see him as a starter. We didn't, and were quickly proven why he should not have been seen as a starter. In eight and a third with the Blue Jays, he gave up six runs and two home runs. Just did not have the same kind of consistency he had last year when he made his major league debut with Cincinnati, which is disappointing because he was a nice prodigal son kind of story, but Deck was DFA'd, went to Texas, DFA'd again, went to Anaheim. And yeah, I'm still going to call it Anaheim. I'm not going to say the other tongue twister. And McGuire has started a couple games for him, so he, he is getting his starts in. Just, you know, did not get him here, and his tenure was not very good. I, I'll give Deck a D minus. Just, I, I don't want to fail him, but, you know, deep, it was disappointing, and he knows he can do better. So, we continue this breakneck pace. We're going to do recently 60-day DL'd Reiner Cruz. Fought back after five years away from MLB to get back up. Came into two games, pitched three and a third. Had an ERA of 270. He was good. He was good in his two starts, but that groin strain is too much, and he needs all the time in the world to feel better from it. But Cruz does get a C-plus as well. He, he looked good in limited action. I, I liked what I saw from him. He was relatively under control, which had been an issue with Cruz. So I think if he can come back from the groin strain, I don't know if it'll be with Toronto, but he, he probably earned a shot somewhere else to try and get up. We continue. Luis Santos, who is a member of the bullpen currently. He has a 7.88 ERA this season, but most of the damage came from one appearance where Santos was just not any kind of effective whatsoever. He's been better in in recent outings, but yeah, that that first game against Cleveland when he came up for the doubleheader and gave up six runs is just Really skewered things. But he, he's dropped his ERA down from 32-40, which is nice. He's given up one run since being recalled. That's that's good for a bullpen arm. So I think we can give Santos credit for that. It was a really bad performance against Cleveland. But overall, since then, he's been what the Blue Jays need. A guy who can go out and deliver two innings, which, given the starting rotation, is in high demand. So Luis Santos gets a C+. Started with an F, and he worked his way back up. You can do that. Uh, unless you're Preston Gilmet. Preston Gilmet. I, I don't know why the Blue Jays acquired him. I don't know why he stayed as long as he did. Had an ERA of 9. Gave up 4 home runs in 8 innings. Gave up 11 hits. 
struck out five. He does not have the stuff to be a major league pitcher. He's shown that in multiple stops. I I really don't know what he was doing with the Blue Jays for so long. Preston Gilmet gets an F because he was just, you knew, you knew there were runs coming when Preston Gilmet entered the game. Now we start to get into more familiar territory. Let's talk about Tim Meza, 26-year-old lefty. He's has a 2.81 ERA. He's appeared in 15 games, pitched 16 innings, struck out 17. So the ratio is very good. Meza has acquitted himself very well. Like he's he is the unfortunate shuttle man this season, just because he has the options. But when he's been at the major league level, he's shown he can be an effective arm up here. And depending on how the situation shakes out with some other arms in the bullpen, Meza could lock himself in place very quickly. And I'm I'm happy to see it. Tim Meza gets a solid B for his performance, possibly even a B plus. Just just dealing with going back and forth to Buffalo. Meza's been very good. I liked what I see from him. Uh, his option buddy Jake Patrichka, the former White Sox reliever, has appeared in 14 games, 17 and two thirds innings, given up 12 runs, but only seven of them earned, which is kind of weird. I guess not for a ground ball pitcher, but gives up a lot of hits, Petrichka. But as of late, he's been effective as well. He's been delivering those multi-frame performances, usually as the first guy out of the bullpen, just by default, because who else is going to come out of that pen? But no, since since adapting that role, he's... He's pitched over two innings in three of his last four appearances. He got the win in Friday's game, coming in and bailing out Ryan Barucki, who was unable to do anything against Boston. And the errors, again, did not help in that regard. But Petrichka's been solid, and he's done exactly what the Blue Jays have needed. I will give Jake Petrichka a C+. He had a rough start, but he's come around. Not as good as Meza, but still very effective. Danny Barnes. Oh, Danny Barnes. I miss Danny. Uh, 32 games so far for the Ginger Mantis. 29 in the third innings, giving up 30 hits. He has an ERA of 460, 27 strikeouts. He's He's been very up and down, Danny Barnes. He has these runs where it looks like he has everything figured out and just putting the ball wherever he wants. And then he has instances where it's a meatball over the plate. And that kind of inconsistency is going to keep him from being a really good MLB reliever. He, he can still be there, but the time is starting to run out on Danny. He's 28, and he has to prove he's going to be a part of the foreseeable future for this Blue Jays team. Danny gets a C-. minus. Again, there, there are things I like, but just others, he's got to be better. Ryan Tapera still on the DL. Uh, 297 ERA in 38 games for him. Six saves, which is tied for second on his team in this, I, I guess, 2001 bullpen kind of makeup. It's not by design. It's by necessity because of Roberto Osuna being Roberto Osuna, but... Tapera's done exactly what he's been asked to do, enough that you could make the case for Tapera being a building block, even though he's 30. There are some older arms back there who are proving that 30 is not a hindrance. Uh, 
to getting the job done. Tapera's been excellent. He's not a ninth inning guy, but he's a great bullpen arm there. Been one of the most consistent for the Blue Jays this season. Ryan Tapera gets a B plus for how good he's been. Um, I, I'm hesitant to try and lump all three of these guys together. So I won't yet. I'll start with Aaron Loop. Aaron Loop, uh, 44 games as a lefty. He's only pitched 31 and two-thirds, which as a lefty guy, like that's that's his life. He knows what it is. He's got a 4.55 ERA. Loop is kind of dangling by a threat. Like he, he could very easily be moved to a team that is looking for lefty help in the bullpen, like the Red Sox. And then Tim Mesa just slides right in and takes his spot with no fuss and no muss. So... Aaron's been disappointing, but Blue Jays fans, from what I've seen on Twitter, are used to it. So Aaron Loop gets a D plus for what he's been able to do. He's not been truly effective as a lefty one-out guy, but then he's never been. All right, we will do them separately. We'll do it quick. need to get to a commercial break. But uh, John Axford, the Canadian coming back to his hometown club for the first time and again reestablishing some value uh he's been in 41 games pitched 44 and two-thirds innings he's done multiple inning stints uh the 403 ara is a little bloated but axford has been that steadying veteran presence in the bullpen there, there's a lot of veteran presence but axford is definitely the leader and the guy who who goes to younger guys and kind of keeps them loose. He's been helping guys like Meza, uh, like uh, another person we'll be talking about after the break. But Axford has been so good at that. Like, he's he's happy. He's found his home. He gets to be close to his hometown. And he's delivered what was expected on a minor league deal. It's a solid C for John Axford. Sungwon O. Oh. The, the guy who signed a guaranteed deal with an option after Texas voided his physical, which Texas, you're silly. You're so silly. Why do you, why do you be you? O has been brilliant. 45 games, 282 ERA. Hasn't been asked to do much. Gibby has really figured out Sung Juan O's usage. Gets him in for like an inning, maybe an inning and a third. But... What he's been able to do, it, just just given all the uncertainty in the Blue Jays' bullpen, is be a guy who can be that rudder that, that kind of controls the ship, especially with Tapera out due to injury, especially with the unpleasantness, the disgusting thing that Roberto Osuna is on trial for. Sungwon Oh has been the guy that Gibbons can turn to in those tight spots facing the heart of the lineup, and he does not shy away from it. He's so fearless on the mound. I love it. It's why he's one of my favorite players. Sungwon Oh gets a B-plus for what he's been able to do. Actually, you know what? Yeah, no, B-plus. I can't give him an A because he did have a couple blow-ups, but he's been good. And then Tyler Clippard, the default closer with the injuries and the suspensions, 315 ERA for Clipper. Clipper's been better than expected. And, you know, there, there are fans who treat him like Aaron Loop and, and see him come onto the mound and, and cover their eyes. But 
Clippard's done the job. He's an attractive piece to sell at the deadline as well. So he, he may not be closing games for the Blue Jays much longer, but what he's been able to do is reassert himself after a year where he was just jettisoned all over Major League Baseball. Yankees didn't want him. White Sox didn't want him. Houston barely used him. So Clippard gets a B for what he's been able to do. That Those three veterans have been the key in the bullpen for the Blue Jays. It's been nice. So we will discuss the starters right after this. All right, we're recovered. There were a lot of relievers to get to, but we're down to our eight starters, guys who have started games for the Blue Jays this season. We'll start for the guy who's now in the bullpen. Well, the guy who's been in the bullpen. We'll start with Joe Biagini. Four starts for him this season. They were terrible. There's... There's no other way to say it. Joe Biagini proved himself to not be a major league starter, which is fine because he has proven he can go back to being a major league reliever and go back to doing it very well. Um, If you look at his splits heading into this last game before the all-star break, Joe Biagini as a starter was 0-3, 771 ERA, gave up 26 hits in 18 innings, 9 walks, only struck out 13. He was not not effective enough with his pitches. As a reliever, though, and, and especially in recent outings, he's brought his ERA down to 407 as a reliever. And if especially if you take a look in what he's done in July, he's been in six games in the month of July, 129 ERA. He's gotten his win. He's only allowed the one run. He's not walking any batters. And and he's limiting the contact. He's he's turned it around completely. It's like he, he found whatever comic book ad he answered to get those powers in 2016 and, and is delivering them again. So starter Joe Biagini gets an F. But reliever Joe Biagini gets... A C-plus with room to go back up. He keeps pitching like he is now. That will that grade will go up in a hurry. Uh, the other gentleman to start four games for the Blue Jays, the newest member of the Blue Jays rotation, Ryan Barucki. And it's, it's a shame he doesn't have a win yet, but Ryan Barucki has shown he is going to be a solid MLB starter for a while. It, it was a rough game against Boston, but Boston does that too pitchers very frequently i'm not holding boston against them in his other three starts he's been excellent he's shown a remarkable sense of control he's shown he's taken everything he got from mark burley to heart he's quick pitching guys he's pounding in the strike zone he's relying on his defense to make plays and usually they do that didn't against boston but again boston ryan barucki's gone above and beyond what's been needed as a Blue Jays starter, Ryan Barucki gets an A for his grade. And and I'm hopeful he will not make me look foolish in giving that A. I, I have not get, given many A's. I think him and Dwight Smith Jr. were the only ones so far. But he he's earned it for, for what he's been able to do. And he's asserting himself in this rotation. At the expense of the... Expensive free agent signing, Jaime Garcia, who is still on the DL. He's expected to be activated today. 
but he's not going back into the rotation, not with 13 starts and a 6.16 ERA, not while giving up 12 home runs, not while only striking out 56. He's been bad. He's been skipping pitches repeatedly, just no sense of control, really. And hopefully he can take to the bullpen like Francisco Liriano. But, yeah, just for what the Blue Jays have been expecting from him, Jaime Garcia gets an F as well. Shock. Now, the unexpected hero, probably, of the Blue Jays' rotation outside of Ryan Barucki has been Sam Gaviglio, the guy acquired for cash from the Kansas City Royals, who are having an absolutely forgettable season out there in Missouri. Gaviglio was stashed in Buffalo, ready to be brought out in case of emergency, and he was needed starting in May with the issues to other members of the rotation. And Gaviglio has been all right. He's been exactly what you expect for a sixth starter. He's had some very good starts. Everyone remembers him blanking the Yankees for seven innings and still not getting a win because the offense is so cantankerous at times. But Gavilio's just gone out and done what this team has needed. And you think about that performance on Saturday when Blue Jays did not have a starter and Gavilio goes out there on two days rest after an abysmal start against Atlanta and was effective against the Red Sox. He held them to, th- to one run in three and a third, which is not an easy task against that lineup. Gavilio's known what to do with his stuff. It's not good stuff. It's not overpowering stuff, but Gavilio uses it as well as he can, as best as he can. And for his efforts, Sam Gavilio gets a C plus for, for kind of bailing out the rotation and giving them something while they've had guys on the DL. And let's talk about those other two guys on the DL uh, first. Let's go Marco Estrada. Marco Estrada, it's it's not been great. And you could kind of see this coming the way he was tailing off last year. But there have been glimpses of magic with Marco, but it's it's been hindered by just just the same problem, the same results. Guys honing in on that changeup and absolutely pounding it. They're not being fooled by the fastball anymore. And he, he had a really good run to start June, and then it kind of fell apart. And then, of course, the issue with his glute, which led to much merriment on Blue Jays' Twitter with all the jokes. But yeah, Marco... It has to be like a C minus. Just just the overall run of form isn't there, especially for a guy you're trying to trade and maybe get like a lottery ticket prospect for. I'm hopeful Marco can come back after the break and and give like a like a solid couple starts and and get that kind of speculation again, so he can be dealt. And I hate talking about him needing to be dealt, but it, it's best for him and it's best for the team. But We'll see what Marco can do. Uh, At least we know Marco's coming back. The same can't be said for Aaron Sanchez, who is slowly going through rehab. Um, He's he's having similar problems to last year. He's got a 4.52 ERA and 15 starts. He's not been able to give any kind of length 
when he's going out there. He hasn't reached 80 innings yet. And again, for a guy who was so good in 2016 and was so durable, he almost cracked 200 innings there. Since then, he's just not been able to exhibit any kind of control to, to do it. He's walked 45 batters in 79 and two-thirds innings, and that ratio simply is not going to cut it. You cannot be walking five batters per nine innings. You're not going to have success in that. And until Aaron Sanchez gets his fingers under control and is able to throw the pitches where he actually wants them to go, he's going to be disappointing. And he gets a D. He, a 452 RERA, it's fine. It's, it's mediocre, but Aaron Sanchez is capable of so much better, and that's why it's so disappointing. So that's why he gets a D. Two pitchers left, and we will go with the one who's had a bit of a resurgence in Marcus Stroman. I, again, you kind of have to split this grade up, because before he went on the DL, Marcus Stroman was a terrible. He was a horribly to put it in in light terms just again it, it was same as as Aaron he couldn't locate anything he was trying to overcompensate for his shoulder and the results were he he had a miserable time trying to get the ball where he needed to go now Stroman is starting today so we don't have the start factored into the grade but you don't really need it for what he did in April and May April and May is an F there there's no two ways about it when you have a 770 ERA and you go on the DL, it's an F. But the Strowman since then, in three out of four starts, has been exactly the kind of Strowman that the team needs to see. Yeah, there was the blip on the radar against Atlanta, but if, if he was sick, as he says, he had the stomach bug, then that's kind of easily explained. And if Strowman's able to prove today against a tough opponent in Boston that he is back to his full form. He's exactly what the Blue Jays need now and going forward. And he will get a, he will get a B minus for his work set post DL. Whether or not he keeps that going today will remain to be seen, but, but he is back on the path. And finally, we close with the all-star for the Blue Jays this season. J Happ 10 and six, 429 ERA. It's a, it's a bit deceptive. He's given up 17 home runs and 109 innings, but the 109 innings is a big thing with Happ. He's the only guy who's hit that plateau so far. It's actually given Blue Jays what they need. 121 strikeouts too. He's he's just fooling batters at times. It's that's why it's made it difficult to see him struggle recently. Like like and you wonder if the trade talk is getting to him. It's, he's a guy who. When he was initially traded by Philadelphia, he took it hard, like as as if Philly was giving up on him. And you saw him have a rough go at it with a bad Houston team. And that kind of carried through until he got to Pittsburgh and and kind of, you know, settled down and and was able to think past it. But now that it's returned, it's it's like it's playing with his head again. And that's a shame because he does deserve the all-star nomination that he got for his work for the most part this season. He's been he's been solid throughout. Uh you know, he's he's been the one guy the Blue Jays can turn to every time and say he's going to le- deliver something. He hasn't been able to do that in July. But again, you you wonder if teams will take the bulk of his work as opposed to just this recent turn. 
So it's tough to give J-Hap a grade, especially when what he gets in a trade will likely determine how valuable he's been to Toronto this season. But for now, I I give him a C plus. I, I dare say a B minus for for the most part. He's been the ace that the Blue Jays have needed, aside from the month of July. And I I wish him the best, and I I hope that wherever he goes is going to be firmly in the playoffs, be it Milwaukee or the New York or Chicago. So that will do it for vacation week. That'll do it for these midseason report cards. I am losing my voice having recorded three podcast episodes in a row and trying to do so talking at a voice level that will not get me scorned from every other airport passenger passing by here. So if you appreciate my efforts in delivering Blue Jays content to you all, follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. Follow this podcast at Locked on Jays. I'm seeing more of you doing it, and it's greatly appreciated here. And again, we will be back on Monday for up-to-date talks without having to add the caveat that they have one game to play every time I describe stats. So... Thank you all for listening to this episode of Lockdown Blue Jays. I'm Ryan Andrews, and y'all take care.